Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five season changer games here in week three. And, or I guess it's week four. I'm sorry, my bad. But this is... This is a really interesting week, and you've got so many good games this week, and they could change your, you know, what your overall goals could be should they go a certain way. Number five, UCLA and Utah. Uh, one of these teams will be behind the eight ball with a loss uh, when it comes to winning a very contested Pac-12. And if you're Utah and get Cam Rising back, it can really, you know, Raise your hopes in that, especially if he plays well in his first game, uh, about maybe getting that third Pac-12 title in a row. But this one to me is really interesting, especially if Cam Rising plays. Uh, We're going to see conflicting styles. Chip Kelly's going to try to, you know, go, 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 go. And Utah, even with Cam Rising there, especially him first game back from that ACL tear, is going to try to slow this thing down to, like, the, like, slow gravy pouring out of the, the boat in the in a mashed potatoes commercial. That's what they're going to want to do because they need to keep it their style as much as they can because even with Cam Rising, you don't want to just run, 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 run right out of the gate with him, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, need to see if he's playing. I mean, that's the big story heading into this game is is whether or not he's ready at this point. Um, hopefully he is because he's, you know, he makes Utah a better college football team and we want to see the best teams be as you know, good as they can be, and, and certainly Utah's at their best with Cam Rising at the helm, but been really impressed by the youngster in uh, Dante Moore for UCLA. Uh, he's been killing it. Um, you know, they got J. Michael Sturdivant, a receiver from Texas, uh, who had a big game a couple weeks ago, and they've got a – it's just fun. It's fun watching Chip do his thing, man, and, and you know, be the offensive guru that he's so long been. Um, but, yeah, this should be a, a, a super clash of styles of, of between these yeah. two teams – that I think uh, makes for a fascinating matchup and just a, a coaching uh, matchup. So, yeah, somebody's taking their first loss, and that first loss will also be a Pac-12 loss. So you will get a little bit of a head start on, on uh, you know, UCLA on Utah or Utah on UCLA, vice versa. When you're as deep as they are with the playmakers they have, not just the quarterbacks, almost every week you're going to have at least two to three games that are, you can't wait to watch them. Yep. Number four, Ole Miss versus Bama. For Alabama, this could this could be the where they you know rise from the dead, or where their hopes of being where they normally are at the end of the year are over in week four. Because if they take that second loss, you know, holy cow! Especially if they don't, if they look anything like they had the last couple weeks on offense, 
it is not going to be good for them going forward because they're going to play a lot of teams with high-flying offenses uh, on the way out uh, here. And they'll have eight more games to, to do it in. And for Ole Miss, if you beat Alabama and kind of put them out of the SEC uh, race or at least behind the eight ball in the SEC race and can remain undefeated and start building something with Judkins and Dart and everything you've got going there. Uh, maybe, just maybe, you can upset the apple cart in the SEC a little bit more. Um, you know, look, they're undefeated right now. Uh, and we said yesterday, I've said it on, on two different podcasts now, I personally don't think the SEC's got a second team in the playoff as it stands right now. But as the record stands, and if they keep winning, Ole Miss has the best shot at being that second team with Georgia if everything, you know, continues on that path. But as we know, there's very little room for error. But this one could be a season changer, especially for Alabama. If Alabama had the defense that we're normally used to seeing, then they would, like, keep this game contained. Mississippi, Ole Miss is going to score some points. And can Alabama match whatever Ole Miss does? That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, Quinshawn Judkins, is he going to be able to play? I yeah. know he was doubtful as of a couple of days ago. I hadn't followed back up on that. If Obviously, if he couldn't play, that would be a, a huge loss. He's a great player, man. He's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, this is fascinating. I mean, even if you take you strip away all the stuff that we all just said, I mean, just Kiffin versus Saban. That's just, yeah. I mean, that right there is like yeah. the ticket, uh, no matter what the records are uh, or anything else. And so, yeah, you throw in the fact that Alabama could be one month into the season and already have two losses. I mean, that's just unfathomable. Mm -hmm. um, and that would be a totally different conversation than we've had in quite some time. Um, and just the reaction of Lane Kiffin if they beat Alabama and what that would look like is, you know, I want to see that. Part of me wants to see that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if, if Bama wins this game, I think they can at least quiet some doubters. I don't know that they'll shut them up fully, but I do think that they could, uh, you know, calm some of the the nerves, um, you know, for at least the time being to get a win over Ole Miss. But, yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun game. I can't wait. Number three. So by the way, Saban likes to annoy the hell out of – I mean, uh, Kiffin, Kiffin oh, likes yeah. – He likes to get under – He's a troll. And, yeah, and he is very good at it. And you want – and they both know each other well because they coached under him. But it, it's just kind of interesting to watch Kiffin try to mimic and then just get under his skin. Yeah. Number three, Wazoo and Oregon State. Uh, I, you know, very anticipated game this weekend uh, for me. Uh, and I think should be for everybody. These two teams are playing really, really well. Uh, there's going to be probably a lot of points scored in this game. I think there's going to be some excellent quarterback play in this game. I think you're going to see some just – Bursting emotions uh, from both the fan bases in this game. And, um, you know, again, Pac-12 game. So the loser behind it a little bit when it comes to winning the league and the winner, uh, you know, kind of still on track. I, you know, the league is good enough to wear in a, like if it was a 12-team playoff year already, I would be confident in saying that three Pac-12 teams would be in a 12-team playoff this season. I agree. I, I think so. Uh, and it's good enough to wear if the SEC gets the, the rug pulled out from them, I see them being the only league, honestly, that could get two teams in the four-team playoff this year because of how good their teams are in the league, which would really be salt in the wound to the whole league. But, like, you know, like, this is good. And, and, and these two teams, I, like, I'm not sure long-term how they would play out. I lean a little Oregon State on this one, but, man, it is going to be an absolute – blast to watch this game dj against cam ward right yeah yeah i mean there's gonna be points uh, that's the one thing you feel super confident about but yeah the quarterback matchup is uh tantalizing 
DJ Uyunglele uh, having a you know resurgence uh, post Clemson, and great to see that for that young man after he was just you know thrown under the the bus uh, multiple times uh, for Clemson's woes, and now he's gone off to Corvallis and has uh, gotten off to a pretty good start. They have a fun offense. I uh, love Damian Martinez, another Texas guy, the running back. He's like almost a guaranteed 100 yards every single week, uh, but he's going to be fun. And Cam Ward, you mentioned him over on the other side opposite of DJU. I mean, a young man who started off, and he's a, he's a perfect example of why the transfer portal is a good thing because he started off at a, a much smaller school, uh, wound his way up to uh, Washington State, and has just been – uh, throwing up huge numbers and talk about another fun offense to watch. So yeah, I th- this is going to be a great game. This is a uh, the battle of the, you know the the Pac-12 two or the Pac-2 or whatever. But uh, man, I I just hope it's as entertaining as I anticipate that it can be. And and yeah, I expect there will be points. There will be high level quarterback play and. Uh, for me, just having kind of that other eye from the Earl Award and stuff on some of the Texas guys. There's some pretty good Texas players in this game. Yeah. I. I mean, I could be wrong in this, and, and Oregon State and Washington State fans that are watching this can correct me, but at least in my lifetime of observing football, this is the best that these two teams have been at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean... There y- might be another one that yeah. I'm not thinking of, but you know, usually to me, when I think of it, it's like one of them is, is on the up and the other one is, is not, but the fact that these two teams are this good at this, at this time is really the only time I, I remember it in my life. So Yeah, I mean, there might be that... You know, 1994, they were, you know, because we're not Pac-12 historians, that it slips through the cracks a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, this is to, I mean, best as I can recall, I haven't given much thought, but this has got to be one of the I, most highly anticipated matchups. This is the first time that they've both been ranked? Uh, I, well, go ahead and finish what you were saying. Yeah, I just did. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, Up at the top, I thought, I thought I saw it highlighted. First matchup in the series where both teams are nationally ranked in the top 25. There we go. So, yeah, that would probably be 107 meetings prior to this one. There you go. Yeah. Number two, Ohio State versus Notre Dame. This one for Notre Dame can can say if you're a a playoff contender to me or not. Uh, For Ohio State, probably the same thing a little bit. I think they get a little bit more benefit of the doubt because they've been there, even though they're breaking in some new players, but they – especially at quarterback, but they're still Ohio State. They still have Brian Hartline at OC. They still have all those great wide receivers. Um, you know, we'll see how much improved they are. And also, <coughs> how much improved is Ohio State on defense, which has been their Achilles heel for the last couple of years. This will be a test for them, especially up front, which has been their problem. And with that offense at Notre Dame and Audric Estime, like kind of running right at you, we'll see. Can Ohio State contain Notre Dame? And right now, for the first time, what would be in, in any kind of, like, if you just kind of picked out of the last 25 years, just put these two teams on the field at the same time, who's going to have the more experienced and better quarterback? It probably would not have been Notre Dame at any of those points. Uh, and here you have Sam Hartman uh, at a clear advantage uh, and experience-wise uh, over Kyle McCord, who I, I, I'm sure is going to be a fine player, but right now Sam Hartman's got the more skins on the wall. With Ryan Day, if, in fact, Notre Dame wins, okay, they're a top-10 program, but that – and then you still have what you have left, including Michigan down the road. I mean, again, it's, it's, there's just very room for error when you're the head coach at Ohio State or even some other places too. But this, I, I love this matchup because I think it's a game where Notre Dame can actually stay in a shootout. 
I mean, yeah, that's what he's getting at with the, he had the quarterback yeah. advantage. Um, that's the whole point of, of just uh, where, you know, you start to look immediately with this game is that's not typically where you look, and that's where you, you immediately go eyes-wise. That's the difference Sam Hartman makes for you in theory. But um, Ohio State's finally settled in on, on their choice there, so that saga is, is over as far as, you know, how that was going to work out. Um, with their competition and um, accords the guys, so uh, this is this is the game that I'm I think most curious about. There's like others that maybe I'm more entertained by of like how they could potentially go or the outcome, but this one I just I I'm just gonna sit back and just enjoy you know two of the arguably top five programs in the country uh, duking it out. Uh, this is gonna be a lot of fun, and there's plenty of questions about Ohio State. There's plenty of doubters when it comes to Notre Dame's start, and something's gonna give and. That's the beauty of it is we only have to wait a little while longer to see. And number one, Florida State versus Clemson. Homer. I, uh, no, I cannot stress this enough. Out of all these games this weekend, if Florida State loses this game, their goals aren't shot. But, man, does it make that LSU win seem less important? Because all the stuff you've done doesn't matter unless you can unseat the current king of the conference. You've got to do this, and it's doubly big because Clemson's already lost, so because you could beat them for a second time in the ACC, you could possibly guarantee that you won't see them again because Duke already beat them. So this mm. really, really has a you're, huge you're weight You're so on uptight it. on this right now. Oh, yeah. and look you're, for, you're puckered. And look, for Clemson, this is a game where you can – rise back up and yeah, say you get, oh we're not dead yet feel good win anytime but it would be a it would really kind of clear the air a little bit on all the things that are lingering yeah. over the fact they were beaten in that opening game so all the hype that surrounded florida state since the end of last year uh through the winning streak that they've had which i think is like nine games now uh rolling through and this is a team that can contend for the college football playoff if they don't beat clemson then that hype has to slow way 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 down if florida state beats clemson lsu should never get back in the top 25 garrett is that right i, I might that agree with you man <laughs> <laughs> i might agree at this no, point clemson's still good you never know. That'll be a hell of a game. What time's that kick off? It's at 11 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Kay Klubnik had a bit of a bounce back. Granted, it was against this, some inferior competition, but I think they just really needed him to have a strong game and kind of get some of his confidence underneath him. So they're coming in, I think, much better off than, you know, when we were reading them their last rights as a program a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so this this is a little spicier than maybe you thought after week one, right? Uh, when it looked like Florida State was certainly heading in one direction and, and Clemson was heading in the other, but this ought to be awesome. And, yeah, um, somebody gets a leg up, and, and, and Clemson's uh, – case they they can ill afford to have another second conference loss on their resume or that just shatters uh all your hopes and dreams basically for the most part so yeah this is, this is i think a lot of people are gonna be watching hoping and praying that fsu falls here right because clemson's already taken their loss so mm-hmm. if you're one of those teams like how do you jockey yourself into the playoff well have florida state get beaten the first month and they got to play out the rest of their schedule and the odds increase that they'll probably have maybe could have another but got to get that first one first to open the door clemson's already opened it and we'll see if uh they can now bust it open on the null side as well man i gotta look at the times i know that the colorado and oregon are 11 that game's at 11 um you know geez it's gonna be kind of like just morphing from one good one into another good one into another good one throughout the day i mean this is definitely a much better weekend on paper but they got a lot to live up to just as far as how entertaining last weekend was yeah. you know i mean the matchups are great but those games last week weren't necessarily the sexiest matchups and there that was a lot of fun so yeah i'm just hoping that they can uh 
can follow up and, and keep the momentum going. And I imagine with all these different options that we're going to be just fine in the entertainment department because uh, these are very intriguing games with uh, a lot riding on them here early in the season. Bangers is what I call yeah. them. Florida State's a two-and-a-half-point pick, it looks like. Um, I noticed that Notre Dame, like a three-and-a-half-point underdog uh, at uh, against Ohio State. We know that Oregon's like a 20-point pick against Colorado. How about this? Kansas is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Brigham Young. BYU. God, from now on, I guess it's my old school in me. It's BYU, yes. just like it's UCF, a dollar from every right. time. It's UTSA. It's USC. I've always said UTSA. UCLA. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but, no, it's, yeah, God. BYU is um, – you know, a team that I think has had a good start to the season, but I also don't think that they've been just so good that you're like, oh, yeah, they're just going to roll into Lawrence and take down Jalen Daniels and company. I mean, that's that is a, that's a heavy spread, though, you know, and that's back-to-back weeks on the road. So, um, you know, let's see how that plays out. And depending on what the end result may be, you know, maybe that was a short change in the Cougars. Maybe that was dead on. Maybe it's even – maybe Kansas is even yeah. better than we thought and they opened does, a can. But does the yeah, winner of this know. game – at some point, the last week or two of the Big 12, play a game that's going to get them in the Big 12 championship game? Um, I'm not ready to go there. Just a thought. So no, I'm on record. I'm, just, uh, I'm not okay. saying it might happen. Uh, to answer some questions about Oregon and Colorado, I left them off this list, and Sir Blah 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 said it. For Oregon, it could be a season changer. For Colorado, they're already playing with house money. Right. So I don't think this one in particular, because Colorado's going to have to do this a couple times for Colorado, if they can beat Oregon, then you have to even reevaluate about how far down the road they are. But Oregon is by far the best team they've played. Um, well, it's these next two weeks are going to determine yeah. a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. They, they play beat Oregon, arguably the two two best. I know Utah will have something to say about that, but they got they got Oregon on the road and then USC at home these next two weeks. So we're going to learn a lot. But yeah, I mean that I think that speaks to the schedule this week. Is you could go six or seven deep uh, as far as you know what these results could mean. But, man, can you imagine if Colorado goes and rolls into Eugene and grabs a top-10 win hey. and a first Pac-12? I mean, goodness gracious. And then, you know, same thing for Oregon to, to um, you know, get the big win down in Lubbock and to, to keep their hopes alive with, um, you know, a final run in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, that, that game definitely has some big stakes as well. But, that's again, I think that speaks to just the di- the depth of this this weekend's games, and that's that's awesome for us as college football fans. If Colorado ha- somehow winds up winning in Eugene, the game with USC, which will be another 11 o'clock start, 10 o'clock mountain, will have NFL-type ratings numbers. Well, I guarantee that uh, if Colorado beats Oregon, big noon kickoff will be in Boulder for uh, the USC game. And even if they don't, Big noon kickoff will probably still be in Boulder for the Ride USC it, baby. game. Ride it like hey. a like a the craps table. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying that that's that's <clears throat> you know the good odds. They're the Dion House Band. This has been a Rogue Media Network 